Welcome to episode 49 of Comic Book Physics, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This month we are continuing our look at all of Superman's powers as we build to the final episode of this podcast next month. Last month we looked at powers 51 through 44 from the Ranker.com list of all of Superman's powers. This month we are going to be looking at 43 through 27 leaving the 26 highest ranked power Superman has for the final episode next month. So power number 43 is Diamond Vision. There's a massive kryptonite that gets blown up by a lightning bolt, and as a result, Superman somehow obtains Diamond Vision. I'm not sure what else is going on in this issue because there's four Superboys there. But when Superboy looks at one of the other ones that calls him Master, Strange radiation comes from his eyes, turning the other Superboy into crystalline diamond. So depending on the composition, there may or may not be enough carbon to form diamond. It would be impure, because these are either robots or other living beings, in which case they're going to have a lot more in them than simply diamond. But is it possible for vision to turn things into diamond just by passing it? Well, on the upside, they did say strange radiation is coming from his eyes. So there is some sort of emission involved, which is a good thing. But turning things into diamond with pure radiation is not something that can happen. With the amount of energy you're pouring in, you're more likely to start breaking the molecular bonds than rearranging them. Creating diamond usually takes tremendous pressure. And while it's possible to produce pressure, because radiation does involve momentum, it's not pressure in all directions. It would be pushing them back, but nothing squeezing the sides or holding it in place. And without pressure from all directions, diamonds simply aren't going to form. Now, the next is from Superman Comics. It appears to be issue 125 from the 10 cent era with Superman's new powers where he shoots rainbow rays from his fingertips. All they have here is a cover art with no description and unfortunately I don't have access to the issue so I don't know what these rainbow rays will do. Although the rainbows coming out of them are not the usual prism where we get the continuous spectrum of light. There's, you know, a red stripe, an orange stripe, a yellow stripe, and very abrupt changes in between. Power number 41 is super weaving. So Superman has unraveled the unharmed silken threads from something, and he's weaving them into a modern wedding gown. I'm not exactly sure what's super about his weaving, aside from the fact that he can just do it very quickly. And if that's all, it is great. But yeah, he's got all the tools for weaving in his hands. He just seems to be moving at super speed. So... We will get to super speed, but as far as super weaving goes, that's as plausible as super speed, because that's really all he's doing. Now, power number 40, super atmosphere converting powers. So he's inhaled three quarters nitrogen and one quarter oxygen from alien planets. He has blown his lungs up like a balloon to do so, and he's doing this to provide an atmosphere for New Earth. So this doesn't seem to be an atmosphere conversion. This just seems as though he's taking gases from other atmospheres and mixing them together. So what matters here is that he can inhale huge quantities, enough for him to physically expand to massive proportions without actually using those quantities to breathe himself. So this definitely feels like Silver Age artwork. And that's one where Superman's powers, especially his invulnerability, make it unlikely that he could stretch himself to these proportions. But if he found planets that are predominantly nitrogen or predominantly oxygen, then yeah, he would have no problem somehow collecting them to start a new atmosphere. Although you would think he would just find one of the other many, many inhabited planets that are in the DC universe 
and bring some atmosphere that's already in that right mix. Power number 39 is Super Ventriloquism. Now this isn't ventriloquism as we are used to, where someone speaks with slightly changed phonetics so that it fools us into hearing what we want to hear, and the sound is actually coming from the human being and not the ventriloquist dummy in their lap. This is a case where Superman is in the bushes with his mouth closed, and he is literally throwing his voice so that a statue is speaking across the park. In order to produce sounds from a given source, you have to find a way to vibrate the air molecules at that source. So superventriloquism would effectively have to be telekinesis because you're vibrating the molecules at a different point in space. There's no other way to have sound waves appear at one point when you're somewhere else. You have to find a way to make them vibrate at that point. Now power 38 is the power of suggestion. This style seems to be kind of a golden age art style, not quite silver age. So I'm going to guess this panel that they have here is from the late 1940s. But Nicky Darrow, having proved uncooperative, Superman employs the power of suggestion. He just says, you are growing sleepy. And Nicky Darrow is saying, sleepy. So it appears as though Superman is able to hypnotize with voice alone and no other tools. They're calling that the power of suggestion. Hypnotism is something that actually needs a lot of detail. The Science Versus podcast dedicated an entire episode to it. Hypnotism is a real thing that doesn't work on the entire population, but doing it just with voice at a single suggestion that you are growing sleepy is very unlikely unless you have an incredibly susceptible individual. Power 37 is shape-shifting. The panel I have here is from the Silver Age where Superman is really twisting his features into that of an alien form. Pointy ears, no hair, all of that. Which is pretty extreme. There were earlier cases in the Golden Age where he was using the power of his super muscular control to change the shape of his face and become a duplicate of someone whose features were similar to his in the first place so that he could take his place on a football team. But that's not what this is. We're talking changes to skin pigmentation and you know, larger eyes and all of that. This would require not just a change in musculature so he could change his own shape, but this would also mean having the ability to change the pigmentation levels in his skin. So conscious control over the melatonin levels. And that is something that seems unlikely to me. Melatonin, it is something that comes out in response to sunlight, but perhaps this has been Superman's abilities from the start. It is possible that he could have chameleonic properties as a Kryptonian. That would then beg the question about why the Kryptonians, as depicted, always have the same skin color as humans. You know, if they wanted to go that route, I would have preferred it if he'd been using some sort of chameleonic skin pigmentation change from the start, and that's why he is the same as people. It's a conscious control for fitting in kind of thing. Now, power 36 is super landscaping. It comes from far lands with bushes and is able to do landscaping. I think like the super weaving, this is just a regular task performed at super speed. Power 35 is Super Voice. This is also a Golden Age panel, broadcasting his voice with the aid of a superpower so that it materializes in police radio sets Superman smashes into the warehouse. And he broadcasts Culling All Cars, Beetle Brow Macklin, whose gang robbed the Quentin tonight, is hiding inside the London warehouse. So this sounds like he's actually able to encode his voice and emit his radio waves. The ability to emit radio waves would be a challenge. In order to emit radio waves, which have wavelengths on the order of a couple meters, you would need to have an antenna that size. So he'd have to have some sort of conducting mechanism 
from head to toe. Beyond that, the human voice doesn't naturally go into radio waves. Human engineers have found a way to convert the human voice into signals that can be encoded in radio waves, and then the radio set you receive decodes them. So it's not just that your voice becomes a radio wave. It's more like how a movie is translated to DVD by you know compressing the video and the audio and putting it in a form that DVD players can interpret. You can't put that same data on a computer that doesn't have software designed specifically to interpret that data as a video and play it back. You need a way to do it. So even if you were able to broadcast radio waves, being able to encode his voice into a radio wave that is picked up by radios is something else entirely. He would have to be mentally doing that conversion that the hardware does and broadcasting the encoded message, in which case he wouldn't be speaking out loud as he is here. So the super voice power doesn't work as depicted. Now, power 34 is super cigar smoking from what appears to be a Silver Age panel. And this doesn't appear to be a separate power again. He's got a mouthful of cigars, which he is lighting with his heat vision, and just puffs on them simultaneously so that he exhales a perfect smoke screen to hide his actions. So I don't think that's really a superpower aside from the power to be able to get all those cigars in his mouth and still inhale and exhale while leaving them in his mouth, because there's very little room to move there. Now, power number 33 is a very odd one. He's got a new power. He holds his hand out, and a tiny replica of himself were projected from his hands, so that tiny Superman is able to go through and you know, perform various tasks. The duplicate will do whatever he wants to do, but it's a much smaller size. But when he does it, he realizes that, you know, he transfers the power to that Dulce's replica, so he doesn't have access to his powers. They get transferred. This is a result of some alien technology. The question I have, if he's creating a Dulce's duplicate of himself, where does the mask come from? So does he lose the corresponding mass, and that's why it's a small duplicate instead of a full-size duplicate? That would make more sense than pulling it out of the, out of the ether or just generating that mass and the energy contained within it from nothing, because we do need to conserve energy and momentum. There's also the question of how the mechanism works, because if it's his biology, why does the super duplicate have the same super suit that he does, the, you know, blue, red, yellow? So this one I would need to see in more detail than a couple powers, but I strongly suspect that it will not pass under scrutiny. Power number 32 is super antiquing, where Superman has an, a mirror He's engraved a message in the mirror frame with his fingernail, and then he's using his super breath to create an artificial aging effect. I can imagine using his super breath to accelerate erosion and make it look like it's worn, but then it would make the mirror look like it's been out in wind rather than out in sun and decayed over decades. So while I do believe that super breath, as depicted, and we will discuss later, could have a physical impact on this mirror quite easily, I don't know that it would be able to make it pass for being centuries old. Okay, power number 31 is the super sneeze. Superman sneezes, and his sneeze destroys an entire solar system. Thankfully, he suspected this might happen, so he flew to a long-dead universe where all life vanished eons ago due to a terrible space plague. But his sneeze is powerful enough to destroy the solar system. Now, it is possible that someone with super strength when sneezing would have much more force in the sneeze. Being able to produce this much in the vacuum of space would mean that that lung full of air that he had went out with enough concussive force to destroy all these planets. 
and that is an incredibly high power level. That would require a means of storing power that's far beyond what we can do with chemistry at this point. I mean, this would be like having a pocket-sized battery that powers the entire planet Earth. Just the amount of power there is tremendous. That's not something that's going to happen in naturally occurring physiology. There's no evolutionary advantage to giving someone enough power to destroy their solar system because they had too much pepper. So while the sneeze itself is essentially an extension of super strength, having this degree of super strength and energy is grotesquely unlikely. So I'm going to give it a fail. Now, power number 30 is super hypnotism. He's actually describing it in panel as telepathic will control. And he's using that to cause aliens to take off some of the gear they have and leave it behind because he's physically unable to move, but he does have mental abilities. So this described as super hypnotism doesn't seem to be the super hypnotism we actually had when I talked about the power of suggestion. It's really more telepathy, which is something that we've seen before with his super caller ID discussed in last month's podcast. So if this works, then this begs the question about why Superman doesn't use his telepathy much more often. The power in 29 is described as throwing holographic S's, and it's a shot from the end of Superman 2 where he peeled the S off of his costume and threw it at the three Kryptonians, and it went through the air and wrapped around one of them. I wouldn't say it's holographic. It did appear to be more like some kind of foil or wrap, like a you know heavy-duty saran wrap kind of thing. But doing that would require that the materials of his suit were designed specifically to do that right from the start. Now, we don't know where his suit came from in that, because in the first Superman film with Christopher Reeve, 18-year-old Superman made it to the Fortress of Solitude at the North Pole, and then went on a 12-year journey with Jor-El, learning about his powers and how to use them. And when he returned, he was just in the suit. So it is possible that this is more the suit's ability than Superman's ability, and it was there from the beginning, and that's just the only time he used it in the movie continuity. But it's something that's always struck a lot of fans as being more than a little goofy. Now, power 28 is another red kryptonite power. Whenever he opens his mouth, flames come out. So it's described as dragon breath by the Ranker users who uploaded the image, but in the comics, he's just breathing fire as a result of red kryptonite. Now, can something actually breathe fire? The most plausible way to do it is actually from the Reign of Fire film that was directed by Rob Bowman, came out, I'm going to say, 10 or 15 years ago, where you know, the dragons produced chemicals in their mouth that were similar to the way snakes produce poisons, but they actually produce binary liquids that they're able to spray, which combust on contact with each other in the presence of oxygen. Something like that would require some pretty extensive physiological changes. It is easier to accept in something like Reign of Fire, where it looks like it's, you know, evolutionary biology, and it's the ability that that animal has had since birth. But having this added to Superman's powers as a result of red kryptonite exposure begs the question of why his physiology has changed and why it only lasts for 24 hours. So finally, we're going to look at power 27, super duplication, in which Superman splits into red and blue copies of himself. So duplicating him, it is potentially possible. You would have to have enough raw material to produce the two identical copies. But if you have a mechanism to take those raw materials, so those carbon, oxygen, hydrogen, take all the basic building blocks of life in those atoms, rearrange them in an identical shape, science has no reason that that wouldn't behave the same way 
as the original material. The challenge is reassembling that identical duplicate at the molecular level in a way that allows it to change the color of the costume but leave everything else the same. That's an incredibly involved mechanism that's going to be required to do that. You're going to need the raw materials. This would have to be something based on technology as it's depicted here and not an actual intrinsic power. But as a technology, it's as plausible as the Star Trek transporters. So within the limits of the Heisenberg uncertainty principle and our ability to build something that complex quickly enough that it doesn't decay and deteriorate because we are complex systems with several parts that have to interact and work together. If you try doing just a piece of that, then the other systems that you've put together while you're building the rest don't have the support structures they need to keep working. So you'd have to build the whole thing simultaneously. I'm not going to say it's an impossible technological feat. I am going to say it's well beyond human technology. So the question is, which technology would Superman be using to accomplish this? In any event, that wraps up our coverage of Superman's powers this month. Join us again in December as we finish by looking at the final 26 powers on the list. Thank you for listening.